welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like capital ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It would mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy. If you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy, you can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions. And that means the world to me. And I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. What's up? What's up? Good do. morning. Good morning, Mike. Great Go segment. It. I caught the last of it, but I know that the beginning was just as good. 
Um, so great job, man. And uh, good morning to everyone. I'm out in Scottsdale. I get to hang out with John Maxwell today. Brandon Dawson's having a little leadership mastermind, a very intimate thing before we go to the Waste Management Open tomorrow, which has always been a bucket list of mine to watch the the 16th par three. For those of you that know golf, it's a wild and crazy uh, loud time, which is unlike the PGA Tour. And they actually encourage it at this tournament. So uh, something that I've watched over the years, and I always said, man, my birthday was yesterday. This tournament is always around my birthday. I'm like, I'm going to go out there one year. I'm, I'm going to do it. And so Brandon Dawson brought this up in one of our uh, weekly calls that he was inviting us out there, and I pushed the button. I didn't even know how much it cost. I didn't care. I was committed. So luckily it was free. It was part of the package that I already paid for. So I'm out here in uh, Scottsdale, and uh, if I sound out of breath at all throughout this, I just got done, as Jim Carrey said in Liar Liar, kicking my own. I'll say butt since we're in Breakfast with Champions. I don't want to ruin it already with uh, the curse words. So uh, if I ever do that, though, uh, just I apologize. But um, I'm like Joe Pesci a little bit. It's part of my nomenclature. And uh, so anyway, I want to. I got an hour today. Or, or is it three hours, Glenn? I, I, don't, I don't remember. I think three hours. Maybe, maybe an hour. So the first 30 minutes, I just want to reintroduce myself and share a little background story of who I am. And uh, let you know a couple lessons that I've learned throughout my 45 years now. And I'm 45 in a, in a day or half a day now. So, um, and, and I'm going to uh, talk to you real quick about the, the uh, link at the top. Thank you very much for sharing that. Uh, real quick, I'll just let you know that we're running a mastermind in Miami, 19th and 20th. It's a monetization execution since we're talking about money today and the future of money. Um, I'm having some really, really intelligent friends that are helping me with our tech products and launching our tech products. And I want to share that with you. So uh, you can see more information on that landing page. I'll talk about that at the end of the day as well. But I'm just going to leave that up there as we talk because I want to pour into you today because this isn't about me. This isn't about my companies. This isn't about my family. This is about pouring into all of you here, the 400 plus people. My mission in life is that all people are unstoppable to live in the life of their dreams. And it's a very general mission, but it's also very specific and direct. Because I believe that we have untapped potential. And Michael was talking about the, the untapped potential of our genius. Amelia talks about that all the time. My mentors talk about it all the time. But I truly believe that we have so much inside of us that we have no clue. And a lot of us are setting our targets and goals and our, our intentions on what we know to be true based on what we've seen and experienced from others and experienced ourselves. And that's truly unacceptable. You see, one of my coaches, shout out to Richie Dolan, he says that we were all born here to have it all, but we've been conditioned to have enough or just get enough. And the more I develop myself, again, I'm 45 now, so I've been working on this now for 45 years, it gets more intense and more awesome information is poured into me the older I get. And when I heard that, that's that statement that we were born here to have it all, but conditioned to just get by or just have enough, man, I, I just I just couldn't live with myself with that. I, I couldn't live with myself not talking about that every single day to people that were around me in my environment. Because you see, like we can adapt to our environment or we can shape our environment. And I choose to shape my environment, it's a choice. So with that being said, let me kick it off with a little quick story. I hope you guys like stories. Um, it'll be a short story, but, uh, I grew up in a broken home. I don't remember my family ever together. My parents, 
Um, you know, I did the every other weekend thing where I would go to my dad's house every weekend. He was a Mason, very hard worker. And I always looked up to him. He was my hero, man. He was, uh, always did well. But when I would go to his house every other weekend, he would stop by before or in the morning before work and after work on the weekends because Masons had to work when the weather was good. So I would hang out with my grandparents, my paternal grandparents, became very close to them. And as I turned eight or seven, somewhere in that range, my mom decided to move on to her third marriage. And as a kid going through this and witnessing these things and being around a lot of broken people and a lot of brokenness, I didn't want to learn another man's rules at the time. I didn't want to move into another man's house. And at some, for some reason at a young age, I just noticed myself being able to make decisions and really lean into those decisions until I got what I wanted. <laughs> so, and I'm just being transparent here. Like my whole life, it's been like that. When I want something, I go get it. Not because it's ever been handed to me, but just because I'm relentless. I'm, you know, I use this word on this stage before, inexorable. It's one of my favorite words. It means unyielding and unable to be stopped. And uh, that's, that's been my life. And sometimes it takes longer um, than I think it should. But at the end of the day, I get it. And uh, so anyway, so I, I wanted to leave there. I told my mom, I said, you know what? I, I want to try my dad's house. He was moving on to a second marriage, but I figured, you know, let me try a new, new uh, stepmom. So anyway, I moved in there and everything was great at first. But really quickly, after the first, you know, six months to a year, I started to realize that my stepmother had problems. She was dealing with mental challenges that, you know, depression, anxiety, jealousy, envy, you know, all these different things that she was, you know, maybe from a childhood or whatever the case is. So uh, I started to see this, that she didn't like my mom, of course, had issues with that, didn't like my dad's side of the family. And here I was put in the middle of all this. And a lot of it was taken out on me as a eight to nine to 10 year old child. But I knew that if I could just figure out ways to appease her, I could survive until I could figure out the, the solution to the problem. So I would always try to figure out ways that, uh, to get on her good side. And even in the wrath of, of times where I had to deal with abuse, I would always try to just stick it out and then just figure out, um, yeah, I get chills talking about this. Um, I, I used to just try to figure out how to get through it to then get on her good side so that, you know, I, I could live my life. And, you know, at some point I got the courage. See, I, I thought it was ordinary. I thought I was going through this and it was just a, it was just a normal life that kids are supposed to live until I started going out to my friends' houses. I got old enough to go over to their house and hang out, have sleepovers, what have you. And I saw the families of those friends of mine that were happy and got along, at least while I was there, because I know that's not always the case when, you know, you're not there. But I noticed that and I was like, wait a minute, you can have this? And so, as I said before, as a young child, I was always able to set my sights on a target and lock in on it. I said, that's what I want. I want that life, man. I want that kind of family. And so I went and told my mom what was going on at that house with my dad and stepmom. And my dad was the type too. He, he, he was like a, the kind of guy they would get in fights and cursing and, and uh, he would always like kind of look around her when she wasn't looking and wink at me and give me a thumbs up like, hey man, just ride it out, just ride it out. And eventually just enough was enough. When I set my sights on a nice family, loving family, I was like, you know what? I'm telling my mom about this. We got to figure this out. And she almost lost her mind when I shared it with her. She's like, there's no way any kid should be going through that. That's not the way life is. And I'm going to do everything I can to get you out of there. However, I need you to do one thing for me. When I go to the courts, this isn't something that's a, you know, flip flop type situation or, 
when I go to the courts, it's serious. And when I file these court papers to get custody of you, I need you to stick to your guns. Because in life, when you believe in something, people are going to try to talk you out of it. People are going to try to either match their own agenda or pull you back down to make themselves feel comfortable. But you need to understand that you need to stick to your guns in life when you believe in something. And so when you go back there and they, they get these papers, you're going to have to stick to your guns. They're going to try to talk you out of it. So be sure before I do this. And I said, yep, I'm, I'm good. So anyway, weeks went by. Uh, I came home from school every day just wondering like when these papers were going to be delivered. And uh, eventually I came home and I felt the tension in the house. Um, I was probably about uh, 10 years old at the time. I felt the tension in the house. I knew something was up. And I walked in and I saw my dad, my hero. He had these papers in his hand. And he told me to go to my room. Now, remember, my dad's my hero, very hard worker. If you shook his hand, he was a mason, bricklayer. You could feel the roughness, the working, like the working man in his hands, big forearms. And he always had money. I just, I remember my dad always had cash. He used to carry a wad of $100 bills in his pocket all the time with a rubber band around it. And for those of you who don't know, most Italians, they don't carry a wallet. They carry a wad. <laughs> and so maybe not nowadays when there's not much cash, but uh, he used to carry this wad of $100 bills and he used to always show it to us as a kid and, and show us what it got. And, you know, he, he was very good with uh, when it came to, you know, financial literacy and how money works. And so I went to my room as he told me to, and I waited for him to come back. And he came back and confronted me about these papers. And he said, it says here you want to move back with your mom. Now, I can't understand this because you have everything you need here. We're well off. We eat at any place we want to. We have we go to vacations. We do this and that. And he didn't mention anything about whether they had love there or support there. And so from there, um, I just shook my head and basically said I wasn't going to get in discussion. And then he reminded me that my mom had men come in and out of her house every weekend and she was poor, and if I go there, it's not gonna, it's not gonna be good. And I just said, look, I'm not up for discussion with this. I just made my mind up, and I, I want to go. And he said, okay, that's the case. And he took the wide hundred dollar bills out that I always looked up to him for. He peeled one off, crumpled it up, and threw it at me. I said, here, you're gonna need this then when you're living on the streets with your mother one day. And that moment, in my my life, thirty some years ago, a spark was lit that could never be put out. An inexorable spark was lit for not only myself and my family and those around me, but for me to be able to pour into people. I look back at that moment as the time where I started to really start developing myself and understanding this rule. And this is a law. I call it the rocket fuel law. <laughs> but if you take everything in your life that comes your way that would stop you normally or slow you down normally, discourage you, uh, make you get that feeling in your chest or stomach when something doesn't go right as you expect. If you store that in your tank instead of your trunk where most people keep it, where it weighs you down and slows you down, you store it in your tank, you can convert it into rocket fuel and become unstoppable. And so that little formula was very powerful for me at a young age, and I used it as I grew up. Whenever I thought things were getting tough in sports or school or difficulties with people, my, my stepfather and I would butt heads sometimes. I just always remembered that I just need to store this in my tank and use it as fuel. How can I convert this into something good? How can I convert this into something positive? I'm not going to let this stop me. I'm not going to let it slow me down. And a lot of that fuel at that time, until I was developed past this line of demarcation I talk about, until that time, I used that toxic fuel. And you have to, until your engine is really refined, you have to use this toxic fuel. Because that's the only thing you have at the moment because you don't have your wisdom and experience. 
and the higher octane fuel, but you don't need the higher octane fuel really until your engine's refi refined into like a Ferrari engine. And so uh, at some point in my life, I did realize that there's a line that I crossed where I couldn't use that toxic fuel anymore. That, that, those things, the discouraging and setbacks and all that, it's not even bothering me, me anymore because I realized those things are all positives now. So that, that, that used to be toxic, low octane fuel is not productive anymore in effect of uh, like switching it or converting it because it's already positive to me. So now I realize that I needed a higher octane fuel, something to pull me farther, farther, faster. And I found what that was is since I have the experience now, I have the wisdom now, and I have the ability to believe my belief lid is so much higher as, as Maxwell says. It's so higher. It's really blown off that my new fuel is my targets and goals and dreams. That's, that's the highest octane fuel you can possibly have to take you the furthest. So these, these are little framings that I use. This is what I use for myself. And I, by the way, anything I bring to you on Tuesdays, I'm only going to bring you things that I've used and work. I'm not going to read a book and bring it to you. I might reference those things if I've implemented them and they worked for me. But I only want to bring you things from my experience that I've, that's worked for me. And so this higher octane fuel creates unstoppable people. It just is. And there's a lot of people in this room that may be south of that line of demarcation. And you're still, still dealing with these setbacks and these negativities. And you're not sure like that they're really for you. You're not sure of that. You don't, you don't believe it. You don't have faith in it yet. And you still need to, to, to keep pushing and developing yourself to get past this line of demarcation. But while you're there below the south, south of the border, so to speak, you need to continue to use that, that toxic fuel and keep converting it. Trust it. Keep converting it. Do not put anything in your trunk. And you'll get past that point. And once you're past that point, man, I'm, I'm telling you right now, the feeling that you get, you'll know it when you hit it. And those of you that, have, that are north of that line, you know what I'm talking about. There is a, a euphoria that comes into your life. You'll still have some, some feelings of setbacks and you just got to convert quicker. But, but you just realize that, man, I, I can achieve anything. And now it's time not just for myself, but it's for, for me to achieve with other people. I want to reach out to other people and, and, and impact other people and elevate other people. When I wake up in the morning, that's my focus now. My kids, my wife, my employees, my team and other people, strangers, you know? So um, I just wanted to share that really quickly. And while it, you know, and then I'm gonna open this up for questions and then, then I'll stop about 8.30 and then I'll get into um, my way more method I wanna cover as far as monetization and what have you. But one thing I, I wanna do before I open it up for questions is I just wanna give you a little quick background with the fact that when I lost my dad at that moment, I didn't get to see him again until my grandfather passed away. But when I lost him, I didn't really have the mentor that I thought I had. And so I would go about things. Remember when I set my sights on a target, I would go after it. I would, I would relentlessly go after it, even if I didn't know what the heck I was doing. And when I don't know what the heck I'm doing, it costs you a lot more time, a lot more money, a lot more stress, a lot more of everything that, that you don't need, but I would still get it. And so as I was growing up, I became obsessed with blueprints. I became obsessed. My dad used to have blueprints around his house all the time for all the projects he was working on, all the, all the houses and things with, in the masonry business. And I got obsessed with blueprints. I got obsessed with the fact that if I knew the exact steps to achieve something that I set my targets on, my sights on, that I could become unstoppable. And, and because I could be faster, I could, be, I could save more money, I, uh, you know, I could less stress, I could show other people how to do it, I could duplicate and replicate. 
And so I became obsessed with Blueprints, and that's the tech company that we started, uh, Grant and I and Jared Yellen in the 10X Incubator. And Blueprints, and I'm just going to cover this real quick before I get into questions and takeaways on, on my story. Um, Blueprints are a marketplace. Blueprint, it is called. It's a marketplace of step-by-step guides to achieve a goal or an outcome in all different categories, from family to relationships to business to you name it, starting a podcast, branding. We have creators coming in with some of the wildest blueprints that I didn't even think that would be in the platform. And I just wanted to create a, a marketplace where people can go and eliminate all the fluff that's in courses. Now, courses have their place, don't get me wrong. But I wanted something that if people don't need motivation, they don't necessarily need the theory, the, the high-level stuff, they already know that. They just want to know the steps. How do I get – one, I want to get from A to B. Well, how do I do it? That's what we wanted to create with Blueprinted. And so – um, but I did that because I, I became obsessed with blueprints and I needed it in my life and it's changed everything for me. So with that being said, for the next 10 minutes, I just want to open up to questions, um, and takeaways or thoughts. And then at six, uh, eight 30, uh, I'm going to talk to you about my way more method. That is an unstoppable process to get what you want. Hey, C rock. This is Ramon. I don't have a question, but I just wanted to uplift you brother and say, hearing your story makes me understand your why and what drives you more. I have your book right behind me. I'm going to read it again just from what I heard today. So thank you for what you share. I love what you shared and the man who you are today. Thank you, Ramon. Always love your takeaways and thoughts, man. Good morning, C-Rock. This is Tracy. Good morning, Breakfast with Champions. C-Rock, your story is so powerful. I just wanted to thank you for sharing that because... You know, you could have chosen to be a victim, but instead you chose to be a victor. So I just wanted to congratulate you on um, seeing the glasses half half full instead of half empty. Um, you're a rock star and um, I love your heart. So um, just wanted to say that. Thank you so much for your share. Back to you. Thank you, Tracy. I appreciate that. Oh, by the My way, book? guys, so, you know, okay. the, first, the first thought I have when people give me flowers as they say here on clubhouse. And I don't know if anybody else experiences this, but something that our coach was just working on with us recently is to be like, Oh no, guys, no, 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 no. You don't have to say that. No, you know? And uh, if somebody, women, if they, men tell you you're beautiful, another lady says, Oh, I love that outfit. And Oh, this thing. And we push it away and we don't receive it. That's a problem. It's a part of, it's part of one of our keepers as Richie Dolan talks about fear, ego, and judgment. And so what I've been working on recently is really receiving compliments receiving things and i want to encourage everyone else to do that as well because if you start to feel yourself pushing away and not being open to receiving um it's not a good thing and you don't make the person feel well that's complimenting you so thank you very much i appreciate See, that rock you're so sexy bro you're such a good looking guy thank you, man i just <laughs> keep coming I look at, I look I at you see rock i'm just keep like, coming with it dang look at it Look at the arms on this guy, man. <laughs> this is just one gorgeous dude right here. Thank you so much, man. That's so oh, so nice of you. I'll receive that all day. Well, <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, Michael, for your share this morning. I really appreciate every part of what I heard when you're sharing that. My hold question on, hold on. To who's you speaking so I can find you? I want to make sure you please introduce yourself ahead of time so I can find you. Talks right there. Second okay. Row. Oh, there we go. My name is Tugs. Okay, I'm Tugs. a property Tugs. investor based in the United Kingdom. Okay, Michael, thank you for your share. My question is very simple. If we look at the global economy at this point in time, most parts of the world, especially UK, and maybe a bit of US, are going through what is called inflation. And there will be a lot of people 
there in the audience that are struggling to afford or that are struggling to afford the daily living in terms of buying those essential commodities to survive from one day to another. So what is your advice to those people as we are navigating inflation across different parts of the world? Thank you, Michael. Great question, great question. So for me, the first thing that comes to my mind is setting sights or targets on something. I don't care where you are in life, whether you're super rich, I don't care if you have nothing and you have to you know, rely on someone to give you things. To me, it all starts with having a dream and targets because when you don't have a dream or targets, you're, you don't have anything to really work towards. You don't have anything to give you hope. And so it all starts there. And to, to obviously, it could be, okay, my target is to get some water today. I got to figure out how to get water today. You know, and man, I, my heart, like, man, just knowing that people have that issue of getting clean water, it just, man, just, so, I, I mean, you know, that's, that's what first came to my mind when I thought about that. And secondly, taking some action to do it. I mean, you got to set a target. And I think, I think we overcomplicate things sometimes. And I also think we set, um, we set our, our sights on something and if we don't get it right away, we lose patience, we lose hope and, and then we quit. And so for me, it, 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 no matter where you are, no matter what level it's targets, set a target, set some, your sights on something to go after. Even if you're weak, even if you're sick, because the only other option is to what somebody, somebody chime in. Anybody know? Just give up. Give up. Die. So, so we either give up or we move forward. We either try to go and live or we try, we, we give up and die. So I try to keep things very simple in my life. I make binary decisions either towards or away, building, destroying, creating or destroying. Like it's just, it's, it's simple for me. I'm a simple guy. I don't know if you guys can tell, but you know, I'm not, I'm not a rocket scientist. I talk about rocket fuel a lot, but I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't talk about rocket science. So yeah, that's the way I'd answer that question. Thank, Thank you. See, Rock, this is Heather. Uh, and What's I up, Heather? had a, a question, but I also wanted to speak to uh, your story. Uh, I am a single mother myself and have been raising my son. He is six now. And I have been, A, so incredibly blessed to be his mother. Um, and it has given me a sense of purpose to push further, push harder. Um, stand up for what I believe in and find solutions like I'd never had before. And I think that different points in life, you know, we, we are encountered with different challenges and adversity, but uh, to be able to learn the skills necessary to succeed and continue to keep trying, that is something that I was not born with, but I learned it along the way through the pain, through the challenges. I got stronger. And here within the last three or four years, since um, I met Glenn, it's been, it's taken to another level. And also that was the three to four years that have been the most challenging going through a divorce and, and family expectations and all of this, but actually being true to who I am and being 100% authentic. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. 
you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. So being able to be that for my son and be that example, I'm like you. I will only do things that I will only share things that have worked for me. Um, I'm not a do as I say, not as I do type of person. But my question for you, because I have a heart for single mothers and I want to change the trajectory to what they are um, maybe struggling with. And everybody has different things and different walks in life. And I understand that. But what I see is a community of current single mothers, past single mothers, single mothers, grandmothers, it just having that, that network of support and, and the can do and overcome to be able to create a safe space, but also a space for solution thinking, not just thinking in this other fixed mindset. How, I guess where I am at now is I'm living out the single mother life. So I have a job nine to five, um, I'll Instacart sometimes to get extra money. I'm living that out right now. So I'm not in the stage of being able to really realistically um, build that platform. I have a Facebook page that's private for, for women. I have about 50 women in there right now. But I guess maybe this next part will help me in being able to, how do you build when you're still in that learning? Well, I think you're always in your learning phase, but how do you build when you're in that, you're still the active mother that has to be a little bit more involved in your child's life? Well, first of all, thank you for all those words and, and the question. Uh, this is this is something I, I want to one encourage you to pour into your children constantly, getting them to understand why it's important to have targets and goals. I make my children write their goals down before they can have their phones in the morning, before they before they can do anything like video games and all that. They have to, and I explain why it's important to them. And so, one, I would tell you to continue to pour into your children. My mom poured into me. I think we have a hot mic somewhere. Somebody help me with that. Um, so I, I, my mom poured into me. She always told me she loved me constantly. She always gave me affection. And she also always told me that I was going to be a leader and I was going to inspire people and that I inspired her. And this is at a young age, like four or five years old. Miss Jackie, please mute your mic. Mars, let's get on that. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, continue to do that. And then secondly, uh, as far as how do you build while you're learning and how this is this is something that you need a big dream. You have a big dream, right, for yourself, ideal life, perfect life. If everything that you wanted could come true, you have that set. But then from there, you set milestones and you set targets and you create opportunities for little wins for yourself and your children. And you teach them how important it is to make progress towards your ideal life and decisions towards your ideal life instead of away from it. You see, the thing is, is that Everything that we have is in our, in our life, whether it's a thought, a word, an action, our environment, is either going towards our ideal life or away from it. And all you have to do, no matter what situation you're in, if you're in a very tough situation where you have little hope, I know, I know at that moment, the closer you are to adversity, the less light at the end of the tunnel there is. Seems like there isn't sometimes any. You just got to keep going. I have a saying, thrust is a must. <laughs> it, it goes along with rocket fuel. Thrust is a must. You got to keep moving. Anytime I'm feeling that feeling, I just keep moving. I, I know if I keep moving forward, whether slow, little inch by inch, it doesn't matter. I'm moving forward. Before you know it, all those little things add up 
and you won't recognize yourself in about six months to a year. So that's what I want to encourage you with. Uh, just keep going forward. Encourage your kids to keep going forward. If you do have a step back, use it. Figure out a way to convert it into something that's going to propel you faster and forward. Use people. Talk like in a good way. Talk to people. Use them for help. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's that's what my mom did. She just kept inching, inching, inching. She went through three marriages. You yes. Know, and, and that's one of the kids, reasons you know. I've, I've kept away from all of that because I need to heal and do that myself. And I've been able to, to, to focus um, like what you were saying. And I'm so appreciative of all the words of wisdom. And um, over the past three years, it's been, it's been learning how to set different goals. But I like what you said about setting those milestones. Um, I've been very good with doing affirmations with Carter and looking at positives. But also the goal, just that he's of the age where you start setting those goals and in, involving them. Um, because there's been times when he's seen me, you know, in the car, just worn out, has start reciting affirmations. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm doing something right. That's the, big, the biggest compliment that I could get as a mother. So, I, <clears throat> excuse me, I appreciate everything that you have shared and in, in, um, your feedback as well. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, if you listen to the second half of this, the next 30 minutes, I'm going to cover a method that you can use as a single mom. You can use it as a business owner, salesperson. You can use it if you're trying to build a church or trying to get healthier, the way more method. It is, uh, if you if you implement it, you, you're unstoppable. It's just, you cannot be stopped with the way more method. So I'm gonna share that with you in a second, but I just wanna reset the room for a second. Uh, do you want me to do that or somebody else wanna handle reset the room? Dora Maria, Glenn, or do I handle that? This is my first um, day. Oh, that's it's fine. I can go ahead and do it. Um, that way you can uh, get your thoughts Thank together. You. Um, so, no worries. Um, so welcome everyone. You are in Breakfast with Champions, the Millionaire Breakfast Club. Please go to the very, very top and please go ahead and do a follow to our club so that you don't miss out on any of the rooms that are happening. And if you can go to the bottom, there's a two arrows down there on the bottom left. If you can go ahead and share that room, um, if we can get that number up to 200, that would be awesome. Uh, we have about 400 people in the room right now, so I hope that we can get to the number to 200 um, because what C-Rock is going to put down, you do not want to miss. Um, it's a lot of information. You've already heard his story. Um, he is all heart. Um, I know because I'm also uh, one of the blueprinted people. I, I jumped on that when he came on and, and did that. So for me, it's a, it's an opportunity to to learn from a master as well. Like. His example is, is the one I'm following. So I'm hoping that all of you um, recognize that and can put the word out so that other people don't miss out on this information. Um, because what's good about being here live is asking the questions and he's here live. So get those uh, shares out. Please share out that room. Let's get that number up. I appreciate that. Um, again, we are here Monday through Friday from 5 a.m. to 11, dropping a lot of knowledge. This week, we're, we're focusing a lot on the future of money and different ways that we can think about money. So please don't miss out on this week. It's a great way to start off your week, your day, and the year. So please make sure that you tap into this room, this club on Monday through Friday and Saturdays. We open up at 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. So please don't miss out on any of that programming. Um, so with that, I'm going to hand it back over to C-Rock to continue, but please share out the room. I'm actually going to reshare it out again now myself. So please make sure you share out the room and uh, with the bottom left and C-Rock, the mic is yours. 
Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thank you for all that have joined uh, in the last few minutes. My name is Mike Sirocco. My friends call me C-Rock. I'm here talking today, my first day with an hour, Tuesday mornings. I love all of you and I appreciate all of you. I just want to thank you guys for being here. And, you know, gratitude is such an important thing to me in my life. And, um, you know, I think that if, you know, if, if you're great, like really, really thankful for the problems that come in your life and the setbacks and the difficult people in your life, I found that if I just turn all that into, into gratitude, then nothing can ever bother me. <laughs> so there's these little simple things that I've learned as a simple guy that have really helped me elevate and elevate quickly. And so today I want to talk to you about, this is one of the blueprints I'm going to put in blueprinted. It's called the Waymore method. And as I mentioned, this can be used for families. It could be used for relationships. It could be used for businesses or your finances, your health, you name it. But I use acronyms a lot, like a lot of people do. And the Waymore method, if you implement it and then you continue to do it every so often in, in these areas of your life, you will get really clear, you will get really efficient, and you will be very productive. And so the first thing is the W in the Waymore method. The, the W is what do you want? Where do you want to go? Right? Like we, we got to get clear. Obviously, we've heard a lot of these things in the past in this room. This thing's been going on for over a year. This, this wonderful environment, this wonderful space that Glenn has created with all the help from all the people and the part of the Breakfast with Champions. And you've, we've hear the same things a lot. Like we'll hear repetitive things and sometimes you're not ready to receive it. And sometimes you're not in a place of your life that you could use it. Or you're just a hardhead like me and you need to hear it 50 times. So when I go through some of these things, they may sound familiar, but also the order of these is very important. And we may not have heard these in this order. So the W, what do you want and where do you want to go? You know, you can't steer your ship in the right direction if you don't know where you want to go. Like you can't hit a target. And this is what we talked about earlier when, when I was talking to Tracy. I think it was Tracy, right? Single mom. You need to know what your life you, you want is. Do you want to have another husband eventually? Do you want to have more kids eventually? Do you want to just be where you are now and, 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 and raise the kids that you have? And then what kind of life do you want? Where do you want to raise them? Who do you want to have around in your environment? You know, too many people, too many people go and, and, and they just settle for whatever the environment that, that they're in. They just go someplace and, well, I was raised here. I'm going to stay here. And this is the way it is. And my family lives here and I hate the winter. It's cold snow. Got a foot of snow last week in Maryland. And uh, we just got to stay here, though, because our family's here. And they let that control them. And so you can live that life. I choose not to. I choose to live the life that I want to live. I choose to live and, and, and create my future. But you, this, this step is so important in causing creating the future that you want. Getting very clear and identifying this. And, you know, I'm a Christian and I read the Bible every day. I don't know if a lot of you knew that. Um, and this morning, I was reading a, a, a devotional about is your life in focus? And the verse that was used, I want to read this to you. And by the way, as I'm going through this, man, if you're not taking notes, you're trying to rely on your brain to keep all this in and remember it later, man, I, I, I encourage you, please write this stuff down, especially when I say, hey, you might want to write this down. Um, the verse is Luke eleven thirty four, and it says, your eye is the lamp of your body. When your eyes are healthy, your whole body also is full of light. But when they are unhealthy, your body is also 
your, your body is also is full of darkness. Now your eyes, we think of our physical eyes of looking out, looking out in, in front of us, right? Like, and then taking light in and pulling it into our brain. But what about the fact of what's inside of you going out to the world? What about the fact of you have thoughts, hopes, dreams, your ideal life, and putting that out there? A lot of people talk about vibration and what vibes you're putting out there, but what about the light you're putting out there, right? And how is that affecting the people around you? And how is it helping you get to where you wanna go? These are the questions you have to ask at this stage of the Waymore Method, the first W, the what, the why, the where, right? So that's a very important step to get done because you can't pass this step and then go on to the other steps because what you'll see is that you need to know the answers to these questions before you go to the next letter, which is the A, or I call it the assets or tools that you have at your disposal. You have to really get clear and analyze what tools do you have. And if we're talking about money today, okay, the future of money, what you need to know in 2022, well, I think it's very important to know how much money you want. How would you like to spend your time getting the money that you set your sights on? You know, a lot of people want money so bad they'll do whatever it takes, and that's fine, but then they're miserable. And then they live their life and the time that they have on this planet, miserable, but they get the money that they want. I'm not okay with that. I don't mind doing something I need to do or I don't like for a period of time, but I don't wanna live my life doing that the rest of my life, chasing this dollar number that I sit out there. I'd rather figure out a way to have it all. Why can't I do something that I love doing and hit my financial or income targets? What's wrong with that? And the reason most people don't is because they settle. Remember, we're born into this world to have it all, but we're conditioned to just have enough. And I'll give credit to where credit's due. That that's, comes from the coach that I have, one of my coaches, Richie Dolan. Which, by the way, when you hear something or you get something from someone, please give credit to them. It elevates you. It gives you credibility. So with that being the case, I want to have it all. I'm not settling. And I live my whole life this way. I'm not settling. I want to encourage you not to settle. Don't live your life settling. You may have to settle for a short period of time just to get through something. Like, you know, when I was in as a, as a young child and my stepmother in an abusive situation, I kind of had to settle for a period of time while the courts did their thing, right? I had to get through that period. And I kept thinking to myself, just get through it, just get through it. And then I coined the phrase later on as I grow, grew older, thrust is a must. You got to thrust through it. You got to get through it. It's a must. You can't, there's no other option. So... We need to really, really understand the, the, the assets, which is the second letter, if you're taking notes here, the A and way more method. Assets or tools we have at our disposal. What are the people that we have access to that can help us or, or teach us or show us the way or maybe watch us and see where our blind spots are? What activities do we have available to us or tasks that we can do to achieve our W, what, why, or where we want to go? We need, we need to get really clear on what's available to us. Now, most leaders we work with think that they have a good understanding of the, of the assets available to them. But I would say 90, 85, 90% of them miss some of the most valuable and crucial hidden assets that can either shorten time it takes to get results, make things easier, more efficient, or get bigger results. 
And, and part of that is really understanding what's available to you. And then also, if you don't have it at your disposal at this moment, what can you go get? What's available out there? Take the time to do that. Inventorize, right? And, and once you do that, you'll be on your path to the next letter, which is the why in the way more method, you. Your responsibilities, you, what you like doing, what you hate doing, what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are, where are you really truly in your flame? This is something to analyze as well and assess. And by the way, this whole thing is an assessment and two things lead to assessment. If you're taking notes, write this, this one down. Uh, lead to elevation, I'm sorry. Assessment and proximity. These are two things I've used in my life. Assessment and proximity to people, right? To places that have elevated me to, to, a, to a, I mean, I can't even express to you. Two years, this past two years has been the, the, the wildest ride of my life in a good way and the quickest elevation I've ever experienced. And it all came from proximity and assessment and consistent focus on my proximity to people and consistently assessing. I assess myself personally daily. At the end of the day, every single day, I assess everything. And I get really granular with it. And some people think that's crazy. They're like, really? You really look at, okay, what you ate every day? You really look at how you communicated? You really look at what your attitude was like every day? How was your exercise? What your calendar looked like? Yeah, you're darn right I do because I want results. I do not want to be the reason that I fail. I do not want to be the reason that I let anybody else down or let anybody else fail. So we're talking about the why. What do you like doing? What are you passionate about? What do you hate doing? I think it's important to be understanding that you may have to do some things you hate for short periods of time, but you need to understand what those things are and get really clear on those. Most business leaders and most people never take the time to figure out what they do and do not want to be doing. Like they don't pay attention to what they're doing daily. And then they don't pay attention to what they'd rather not be doing. They just, they just go around miserable or not as happy as they should be, or is not as fulfilled as they should be. And as a result of this, they tend to be focused on and forced to spend a lot of their time on low leverage, tedious, unfulfilling, busy work. I'm not down with that, man. Like I've been there, I've, I've been in the mortgage business since uh, 2005. When I first started in the business, I didn't have an assistant. I didn't have help. I didn't have a marketing assistant. I didn't have a loan officer assistant. And I was doing all the stuff that I shouldn't have been doing. I should have been spending all my time prospecting. And here I was babysitting my pipeline. So I'd have roller coaster months. I'd have a great month. And then I would babysit that pipeline with all those loans in the pipeline. And then doing low leverage tasks, stuff that I could have hired out really inexpensively while I was going out prospecting to get more business. And then I would have a bad month. And I couldn't figure out why. I don't know why I was so blind to it. it. It seems so obvious now. But if you want to avoid having your day filled with doing things that you don't want to do constantly and consistently and putting out fires and fixing the mistakes of other people and this step right here, this step is crucial really to get clear on what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are, what you want to be doing, what you don't want to be doing. And one of the things that I do is in this, in this case is I have a, I have a tool that I use and basically, I will take a look at everything that I'm doing, and I will rate it. And I think so, th this came from somewhere else at some point, but I obviously reframed it the way it works for me. But 
I reframed it and I and I I'll categorize things as a one to four. One is something I need to eliminate. Two is something I need somebody else to do and I'm not doing it. Three is something that I can do or I can get somebody else to do. And number four is things that I have to do. They're the highest leverage things, the most impactful, the things that I have to do or that I would love doing and I want to do. And I, I do that assessment. And when I feel off, I'll do that assessment throughout a 24 to 48-hour period of time looking at my schedule and my calendar because I live off my calendar. All right, I'm going to pick this up a little bit because I want to get to some questions and takeaways before the top of the hour. The uh, M in the Waymore method is measure. We've heard that numerous times. What has and hasn't worked for you, you need to pay attention to that because if you keep doing the things that aren't working, you're not going to get results. It's mission critical to measure your money-making activities and elevate your assets and liabilities. Now, money-making activities or things that are progressing towards a health goal, a physical goal, a relationship goal, a spiritual goal, et cetera, et cetera. And so paying attention to the numbers, whether they're KPIs, key performance indicators that you create in any of those fields to watch and pay attention to because you don't know if you're making progress if you're, if you're not paying attention to the numbers. If you're not paying attention to measuring, you have no idea. And that's when you get lost. That's when you feel hopeless. That's when anxiety sets in. That's when depression sets in. And I can tell you that every time I do this, this exercise, especially the measure part, when I'm done, I feel refreshed. I feel clear-headed. I feel more creative. I feel more productive. And I feel more unstoppable. All right, the O. They, the, the next thing in the way more method is O, one thing. At all times, I'm always looking for the one thing that can make the most impact in my life. At all times. Now, I'm not perfect. I get off of it. But I'm focused in, in achieving this for myself at all times. What is the one thing right now that I can be doing that has the most impact for reaching my mission, my goals? And when I catch myself doing something that shouldn't be, I get rid of it. I stop it. And I go to the one thing. And the other thing is we a lot of times will think about a multiple things. We think about a bunch of things going on and there's chaos and there's confusion when that happens. And nobody can be successful when there's chaos and confusion. It's impossible. So when you start to feel that way, remember my words right now. Write this down. Grab on to one thing. Hold on to it and do it <laughs> and focus on it. And you'll find that then you can do the next thing when that one's done and the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And this has made a big impact in my life to avoid chaos and confusion. All right. The R in the Waymore method is reflect, reflect, reflect. How important it is, is it at the end of the day, at the end of the week, at the end of the month, at the end of a quarter, at the end of a year to reflect on what you just went through? There's several different ways you can reflect. You can look at numbers. You can look at how you felt. You can look at the, the new relationships that are in your life. You can look at your bank account. You can look at all different kinds of things, but reflection of your methods as well and your assets and the things that we just talked about in, in the prior, you can reflect on this whole process. But one thing I do when I'm doing self-development, I'll share a little tip with you. One thing I always do with self-development is I, I, I hang out with Grant a lot and anywhere he is, I, I go around and just absorb his information. Brandon Dawson, Richie Dolan, a lot of people in this room, um, I, I just absorb information. And what I do is I don't necessarily always look for it for the future. I look for it also in my past. And I look at, okay, where did I fail in my past? Where did I succeed in my past? And how is this principle that they're teaching me right now relate to that? And then I look at it and say, wow, that's why I was successful there. I didn't even know what the heck I was doing. But that's why. And when you know the why of why you were successful, you can replicate it. It's so important. 
And also, when you failed, you know what to stay away from and what to avoid. You know why you failed if you hadn't figured that out by now by looking at the principles that your mentors or coaches are, are teaching you. So that, that reflect is a big part of my life. I, I, love, I love doing that because, you know, I have been successful in my life to an extent, not to where I want to be. But I want to, I want to know why that success was there and why did it stop where it was? Why did it only get to the limit or the level that it did? And why wasn't it further? Why am I not further along than I am today in all areas of my life? So that reflect is a very important uh, a part of the Waymore method. And then finally, the last letter is E, and that's educate. You have to be educating yourself constantly. I don't care how old you are. I'll never stop learning. I'm 45. I'll never stop learning. I've made a commitment to myself. I want to be a sponge. I want to observe, uh, absorb information. Because the more knowledge I have, the more in control I am. And I never want to manipulate anyone. But the more you know and the wiser you are, the more ability you have to not be taken advantage of and also to elevate those around you when they feel lost. The worst thing is, is if you have, you're around somebody that's lost and you're lost too. But if you're the one that has the map, think about the control that gives you. You know, so, and you should always be looking, using the, the, the step prior to this to reflect. You should use that as a reference to how you can further educate yourself. And if you have a team and a family, you can figure out ways to do that as well. And that will compound your results. And so that's my way more method. We're at six or 8.52, 6.52 out here in Scottsdale. Got about eight minutes left. I'd love to hear some questions or takeaways. And I'm not going anywhere. I will be back next week. Because Glenn has graciously asked me to come weekly, and I really appreciate the opportunity, Glenn. I want to thank you and throw you some gratitude. I appreciate all of you all for being here as well. And just one more thing before I get to the questions. There's a link at the top for Mastermind we're having on President's Day weekend in Miami, downtown Brickell. We have an awesome location. We're going to be talking about how to take your expertise, document it, and be able to monetize with it. And I'm bringing some of my expert friends that have helped me in the tech space and developing this platform and our go-to-market strategies. And we're going to show you what's working and we're going to show you what to stay away from. And we're also going to do the old-fashioned mastermind where somebody sits on a hot seat. Got it. All right, good. And we're going to have the old-fashioned mastermind where people that are, that are attending sit on a hot seat express challenges or opportunities in front of them or a connection they need and do it the old-fashioned way, the Napoleon Hill way where we, everybody in the group helps pour into that person. So I'm looking forward to that. It's coming up very quickly, but we still have spots open. Love for you to be there and hang out and, and get to know you more. So let's do some questions or takeaways. Hey, C-Rock. I'm Tara. I'm down here in the pink with the party hat and the glasses. What's up, wine. Tara? How are you? Hey, what's up, my friend? I just wanted the to say- with a glass of wine. I love that. <laughs> yes. You know, it's never too early to start having some wine. That's my life philosophy. Um, no, I wanted to say that your the imagery that you built for us in the story with your mom and your dad and the wad of cash, it was just so good. I was right there in the room with you. How did you learn how to storytell like that? So I would say it comes with practice. I mean, when I started doing a podcast, the What Are You Made Of podcast, I started in fall of 2019. And when I started the podcast, and I think Glenn can you know, definitely relate to this, I went all out. I leaned into it. I tried to get as many people. I didn't care who they were. 
no offense to anybody that was on my show in the early days. I just went after everybody, big people, small people, wide people, skinny people. <laughs> no, I'm just joking here. And anybody, because I wanted to be on the, you know, the, the video. I wanted to be on the mic. I wanted to learn as much as I could and just go before I had an audience. Because when you don't have an audience, who cares, right? If you go back to some of my earlier earlier podcasts, uh, I probably cringeworthy. But all, not only that, my own show, I committed to do 300 episodes of other people's shows as fast as possible. And so I would go on and just do the same story. And, and, and I have a thing where it's consistency, the same old boring consistency all the time. And you know how sick and tired I got of telling that story. But today I actually got chills because I went a little deeper talking about the stepmother uh, dynamic. But I, I appreciate that question. Nobody sees the work that, that that people put in when you get good at something, you know. Unless you're really naturally physically talented, athletic, nobody's really good at storytelling naturally. I, I don't think so. Thanks for the question. Yeah, thank you for that answer. Are you still on other people's podcasts? And now, who do you go after now? That's just my follow up question. I know other people have questions, but. Who do you go after now for your podcast? Well, I do go on other people's shows. I um, actually, Dave Meltzer has a podcast agency and I work with Todd at his company and they hook me up with different shows and different genres that I'm reaching out to, um, mainly to promote what we're doing in tech. But the other question, oh, people on my show, generally, I mean, look, I'll, I'll bring a lot of people on the show just for relationship building. It's a, uh, what I've learned is, is that it gives you credibility to have a podcast. Everybody should have a podcast, by the way, every single person. Um, and it builds relationships and gives you access to people that you normally wouldn't have access to. And it gives me an opportunity to really dive deep into people and pour into them. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's basically people that I can see that, uh, I can cause and create a future for and with, that's what I look for, um, with my podcast. Hi, T-Rock. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing great. And I just want to express that it's so awesome how everybody is just so in order and one at a time and nobody's speaking over each other. It's fantastic. Great <laughs> job, guys. Who is this, please? This is P-U-R-P-L-S-E, the Purpose Coach, Coach Michelle. And I'm just loving the fact that you're using acronym along with using a Bible scripture. That for me just woke me up. I had to sit up. I'm like, you know what? Let me wake up myself. And you did wake me up, but I missed the O um, for for more, and I just wanted to see what the O was. But yes, we have to reflect, we have to educate, we have to do that SWOT analysis, which is so important. So yes, I am your P U R P O S E, Coach Michelle. Love it, Coach Michelle. Love it. Thank you for the question. Yeah, the O was uh, one. Like what? Gary Gary Keller wrote a book about this one thing, right? The one thing. But in my life, it's not just like in business. It's every moment of my life I'm obsessed with, okay, what's the one thing right now I need to be doing? So O stands for one. What's the one thing? And I'd use it throughout all parts of my life. Not perfect. Again, I'm striving to be at all times doing that. All right. We're winding down. Maybe have time for two more. Hey, C-Rock. This is Renee Noor, and I wanted to pour into you because I can actually say I've had the opportunity of not only sharing a taxi with you, but also running in the park with you also in New York City. And yes, you are handsome. I'm going to give you that. You'll, those flowers are so received. But I want to say also, thanks for just sharing your story. Thanks for being authentic. 
this morning. And I would like to also um, just pour in, you know, because while we're prioritizing and focusing on what is really important, how we're going to be utilizing our energy, it really has to make you know, no matter what, you know, we have to become more aware of what's worth our energy in the first place. I love your law. It takes everything that comes, you know, takes take everything that comes your way, store it in your tank, convert this into rocket fuel to become unstoppable powerful, powerful, powerful. And my group already know not only become unstoppable, but unforgettable. The power of being purposeful and impactful with right intentions are so important in our better lives. So thank you so very much, C-Rock, for just being the man that you are. And unfortunately, I won't be in, um, I won't be there in Florida. You know, we just came back from Miami. I'm wishing you nothing but great success because I love playing golf as well. Um, won three marathons. I mean, I won three um, championships, but I want to wish you a great golf game and know this also. So no more bucket list. It's about your life list when you're thinking about what it is that you need to complete. I appreciate you in every way. Love you, C-Rock. I'm complete for now. Thank you. I love you back. And also, yeah, I'll take that. I, I do feel handsome. And you know who else is handsome in this room? David Spizak. Him and I, that's a little inside joke. Um, <laughs> but you know what? Oh, man. <laughs> you, Why would you do me that you, way? He's a handsome guy, man, too. So look, ladies and men. Feel beautiful. Feel handsome. Don't 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 be so hard on yourself. And it's okay to to, to tell people you feel handsome or feel feel beautiful. Like what's wrong with that, man? You you can't get expecting other people to think that you're handsome and think that you're beautiful if you don't think you you are yourself. So Renee, thank you so much for that. I'll receive that all day long. One more before we get to my man Tyrone Poole, someone that I looked up to as a kid watching him on football. I I, I played college football by the way, guys, and I uh I love football and uh. I love champions as well. So we'll get to Tyrone. One more question or takeaway. I'll go every morning. Yeah, go ahead. If you go ahead. That's okay. I'll go on the next one. Hi, um, uh, I'm Jan. Super new. Love this room. Love everything that's been said. All the people in here just making for such a great SWAT space. Um, I know that there's that intensive coming up ever so quickly. I hope that there would be an encore later in the year. And if you could tell from how successful this weekend surely will uh running with fire uh be that there'll be an encore later in the year uh thanks for that answer mike off thank you jan uh, if you're referring to my my event up top we're going to be doing many of them yes so yes Most thank you and, and tyrone if you don't mind can i get to the one one other lady that chimed in real quick and then we'll turn it over to you is that cool sure. it's christina all right, thank you. Okay. Christina, go ahead, fire away. Try, try to make it quick, and then we'll turn turn it over. No, go ahead, C-Rock. Um, I didn't, Tyrone, had, he didn't chime in, so I was uh, going to answer for him. Well, it was me, actually. Good morning, good morning. I'm Dr. Caroline Crystal. I'm in Southern California, founder of Happier Healthy Productive, Inc., a nonprofit that provides mental health services to uh, veterans, active duty, and low-income families. I woke up suddenly this morning and started browsing on uh, Clubhouse, and lo and behold, I landed here. Am I grateful? Very, very extremely grateful from when Steven started to Michael and now to C-Rock. C-Rock, just from reading your bio, the bottom of it, the vitals, 
you 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 tie that in so well with the way more so i'm leaving thankful i'm leaving blessed um i really like the last uh one of your cores which is um success is the only option i really like that and you've demonstrated that through the life that you've lived through using yourself as a leader through your experiences I'm grateful. I'm thankful to everyone in this room. And um, I love the energy. It's my first time too. I well, blessed. thank you, Dr. Christo. Mm -hmm. Welcome. Welcome to all the first timers and new ones. And, and let's like, keep coming back, man. Yes. Keep coming back and elevating with us at Breakfast That's with right. Champions, man. Glenn is, Glenn is the man. And he started something for all of us to become unstoppable. And uh, I appreciate him so much. I appreciate everybody that comes back. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.